Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Multiverse Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Dean Holtzapple. With me, as always, is my co-host, George Rogers. And, um, yeah, back for another show, another great show this week. Uh, we're doing a, um, I think, one of the more underrated movies of the MCU. Uh, we're doing Iron Man 2. Um, silly us for not doing this, like, a year ago, because, obviously, we're hitting the 10-year anniversary of Iron Man 3. Um, so that would have been kind of, and that's a pretty divisive film. I mean, it's a good movie, but it's, it's, I think it's divisive because of the Mandarin plot. I mean, I, I don't really like it, but, but I think Iron Man 2 is one of those kind of like the Incredible Hulk where it's just kind of like forgotten about, but it's actually like pretty good. Um, would you as agree I, that? As I said to you, uh, text message, underrated and underappreciated. Yeah. And it's, it's not a bad movie. I mean, it's not perfect. It's definitely not as good as the first movie. Um, but like it's still for the most part like pretty. It's like pretty solid. It's a pretty yeah. solid comic book yeah. movie. Um, so uh, I mean, yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this first just because it'll it'll irritate our one listener that we have. What's up? Uh, go Cowboys! <laughs> Since we're on the NFL portion of our show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck you, Chris. Um, <laughs> I wasn't that mad that the Bucks lost last night. I mean, I, I I didn't expect the win. I only expected it because Tom, it's Tom Brady. But then it's just yeah, like, it's, I, I didn't even expect. Like I, I I went to I went to go lay down and it was I don't even twenty four nothing. I'm like I'm gonna go to sleep. I'm gonna yeah. wake up at twelve o'clock and it's gonna be like oh the final score is thirty one twenty four. I'm like yep. But I was sorry, I was kind of like watching it in bed on like a ESPN simulcast and not to have the TV on to wake up Amy because she wasn't sleeping very well. So mm. I was I'm sorry, I'm like, this is unfucking real. Yeah. Also, for the first time since the divisions got split up to where they are now, three teams from the same division have made the playoffs. Yeah, that's wild. So. It's wild. And it almost was four, honestly. If the if Washington the ball bounces a certain way a couple games, they probably yeah. get a wild card spot too. So, yeah. but I, I wasn't surprised the Bucks lost last night. They, they've struggled all year with injuries. Tom Brady's going to go to San Francisco. Bad play calling. It's just, I'm not, I'm not surprised. And last night was just the catalyst of it all. So, well, I mean, when I was watching, I watched the, 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 the one touchdown that Dak ran in like off mm-hmm. that fake that everybody bit. I'm like, I'm Sarah looking. I'm like a Shades good coach. Manning. <laughs> a good coach would have picked up on that. Shades of Peyton Manning. <laughs> um, no, no that would have been a lot slower run. That would have been like, nah, he, uh, that would have been a trot. scored on a, a bootleg or a, uh, a play action bootleg like that. Yeah. But him running fast is just like a trot for everybody else. Yeah. It's right. like, oh, it's cold. I don't want to be outside kind of trot when you're like putting the trash yeah. out. To, just to spite Eagles fans, I hope the Cowboys win the Super Bowl because I want to see every Eagles fan in this area, which is a lot. I mean, we live in the Philadelphia region. Just, like, cry and contemplate putting a bowl through their fucking head. I mean, all um, cried on Facebook last night after a lot of shit-talking from a team that didn't even play mm-hmm. last night. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't a lot of shit talking on Facebook. Uh, awful, listen, hey, so I, I, I've always been I'm, – I'm, I'm not a Cowboys fan. Um, Excuse me, I, we make the star. We do make the star, but I respect the Cowboys as a franchise and their history. Um, so I, and the fact that I vehemently hate the Eagles, uh, I, um, I'm a defender of the Cowboys. So, um, <clears throat> and it may, you know, maybe in another world, another life, I probably would have been a Cowboys fan. I mean, I like to make a star. So, 
But um, you know, not not to get too much into to NFL talk. I do think Tom Brady is going to be back with the Buccaneers next year. I think I think everything is else is hearsay, and I think he'll be back for one more year. Uh, but anyway, let's get into conference talk. And, let's um, do it. Let's go from let's, uh, let's go from jock talk to nerd talk. <laughs> Maybe I'll ask your picks at the end of the show. Don't you dare! <clears throat> I mean, yeah, that's fine. I don't. <laughs> I'm not just just a heads up. I'm not going to think about them throughout the whole show. They're going to be on the fly. Yeah, I mind too. Browns uh, and six. Ew. But uh, <laughs> Iron Man two. George, did you see this movie in theaters? I want to say I did, but honestly, I cannot remember. I didn't. Uh, this I was came trying out. to. I was. I was literally sitting there watching. I'm like, did I see? Like, I want to. I want to say I did. I want to say I saw all of the Phase One movies in theaters. Mm-hmm. But for the life of me, I cannot remember if I saw Iron Man two in theaters. If yeah. I did. It might have been with Eric. He might be a better judge. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't with me. This came out May seventh of two thousand ten. I was just about to graduate basic training and go to AIT at Fort Jackson. So that's why I didn't get a chance to see this in theaters. I did, however, when it came out on you know DVD and Blu-ray, I did purchase it um, right. because I was a huge fan of the first one and I like Incredible Hulk. So um, you also enjoy physical copies of media. I do. I still do to this day. Um, so I, I did not, unfortunately, uh, I, I did not see Iron Man 2, Thor 1, or Captain America, the first Avenger in theaters um, because they all came out either in basic training or while I was deployed. So I those three movies, I did not see in theaters. They are actually three of, I think, less than, adult, less than 10 of the MCU films that I haven't seen in theaters. So, um, but I digress. Let's run down these stats real quick. Give me some stats, stat boy. Iron Man 2, uh, released uh, May 7th, 2010, as I specifically uh, previously said, on a budget of 172 to, to $200 million, uh, with a box office draw of $623.9 million. Seventh, tr- seventh highest grossing movie of 2010. That's wild. And it's also wild the fact that the two Iron Man movies pre-Avengers are really the only two of the five phase one movies that really made any substantial profit. Right. Um, that's that argument that we always talk about like when we would talk about DC and stuff like that. It was really only the Iron Man movies prior to Avengers, of course, because that made a billion dollars that were, were extremely profitable because the Hulk did not even, I don't even think it broke even. If it did, it, it barely made, turned any sort of a profit. It was probably, it probably did break even. That's just on box office alone. Um, you know, Thor and Captain America made very minimal profits. So, like, Iron Man was really, like, chugging along, you know, flying the flag of Marvel into Avengers. And, again, rightfully so. Robert Darren Jr., I think, is one of the best castings of a couple character in history. If, if not, the, I, I'm not going to say the best, but if somebody said that they think that's the best, I'm not going to argue with them. You know I, what I mean? I'll, I'll, I'll make the argument at the very – just to – you know, before some keyboard warrior comes up with his neck beard and his fat hands, his carpal tunnel, and screams the best. I'll easily say top three in any order is Patrick Stewart as Xavier, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, and Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. Top three in any order. It doesn't matter because if any if anybody said any one of them was one, uh, I really would find it hard to argue against it. Yeah, I, I mean, I. It, it, you know, we've talked about it before, and I know we've talked about it with Chris. And you know, he has floated the idea, I think, of of this as well as 
Robert Downey Jr. might be the best combo casting ever. I'm not going to argue it because he's literally perfect in the role. Um, and I could see why a lot of people, you know, kind of checked out after he died in Endgame. Um, I mean, he's probably going to come back. I mean, let's be honest. Secret Wars is coming up during the multiverse. I'm sure we'll run into a Tony Stark variant eventually. They're, they're um, going to kind of, I mean, they're probably going to throw just like a pile of money at, at Robert Downey Jr. just so he can come back and get some of those fans back that maybe have checked out. Yeah. Um, I, I just, um, I, I do, I do love his, I mean, he, he, his casting is fantastic. So, but back to the stats, uh, directed by John Favreau, uh, the last movie, uh, it was crazy to think that he directed two movies of, and he's still part of the MCU. He plays happy Hogan, but he hasn't directed a movie since this one. Like I, I would have loved for him to direct fantastic four. Um, personally, like I said, I texted you the other day. I think, because I'm pretty sure John Watts is not going to make the next Spider-Man movie. Um, I would have Favreau direct Spider-Man 4. I think that would be perfect. Uh, I mean, he's super busy with Star Wars, though. So, I mean, mean, he is running the ship over at at Star Wars pretty much. So, he might not have time to do it. Um, But I would love, I think he would be perfect to direct at least the next Spider-Man movie, if not all three of them. But um, Screenplay by Justin Thoreau. Obviously produced by Kevin Foggy. Does do I need to say anything? Music by John Debney. Uh, based on Iron Man by Stan Lee, Larry Lieber, Don Heck, and Jack Kirby. Uh, this movie, uh, you know, this isn't listed here, but it draws similarities to the Demon and Bottle storyline. Uh, however, the Disney sale was um, either had just concluded. Uh, I mean, obviously it wasn't going to take effect for a couple of years. Um, or it was on, it was like, it was like, not, I don't want to say looming because Disney purchasing Marvel Studios is probably the best, one of the best things that's ever happened. I mean, well, this uh, still know, says it was distributed by Paramount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the the, uh, the phase phase one movies, even though Disney had purchased um, Marvel in, uh, I, I want to think it was around this time. The phase one movies were all Paramount movies, and like the turnover didn't really happen until like phase two. Um, I think Thor: The Dark World is the last one that actually was. I think it was co-distributed by Paramount and, and Disney. I think that's the last one. I know Iron Man 3 was actually Paramount still. So um, that's because they were already slated. They were already, you know, planning to come out. So but um, so basically, I, I think the sale was happening. Like they were in, there was the negotiation process. Um, so they basically, like so the Demon and Bottle storyline is basically Tony Stark just dealing with his alcoholism. Um, and basically they told John Favreau, you can't do that. <laughs> so they kind of changed it to where he was dealing with the um palladium poisoning palladium poisoning that's it so so i mean I, that's fine you know i, mean, I don't I, i've come to the point in my life you know now and and probably for i'd say gradually building for 10 years i don't need everything to be perfectly complicated you know what i mean um i would like for it to be but I know things in comic books don't always translate well to film. So you got to make some changes and you got to make it a little bit more of a widely acceptable to all audiences. So, um, I mean, here's what it is. So let's read the cast real fast. Obviously, Robert Downey Jr. is the titular Tony Stark Iron Man. Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, Don Cheadle replacing um, Terrence Howard as Rhodey. Next time, baby. Um, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, debuting uh, it's, it's it's so crazy to, to look at like 
this was the first, like, you know, she was in how many movies after this? And this is the first time she shows up as, as Black Widow. Sam Rockwell, whose portrayal of Justin Hammer grows on me every time I watch this movie. I actually, like, really, because I like Sam Rockwell as an actor. It's, it's, I mean, Sam, just, it, it's Sam Rockwell. That's yeah, just, that's a, that's why like, and I'm I'm gonna I don't mean to cut you off here, Dean. That's okay. Kind of goes back to, you know, you have the people now. Uh, every by the way, everyone now is a fucking comic book scholar. Everyone has read every issue of every comic book ever made. Everyone knows more than you. Everyone, you know, it's listen. Nobody complained in 2010 that. Justin Hammer was being played by 40-something-year-old Sam Rockwell instead of a feeble old man that he was in the comics. Justin Hammer was never portrayed as a young guy. He was always older because he was, you know, he was a rival to Howard Stark. Yeah. So it's, but nobody complained about that. No. If this happened, if this happens now, Mm -hmm. Oh, how did you ruin yeah. my childhood? Well, there's, there's a, it, you, it's, God, it's, it's, fucking, it's is, Twitter. Is, is nothing sacred anymore? Yeah, shit like that. I can't believe this minor character has been changed to be better. <laughs> but what I, are you going to do? You, had, you have Robert Downey Jr. fighting Max von Sydow? That doesn't work. <laughs> that would work. I mean, von Sydow is fantastic. Only if they're playing um, chess, like in the seventh seal. I hope. God, I hope so. <laughs> um, but as I said, like I like Sam Rockwell as an actor. I think he's, I think he's great. He's the only part of Jojo Rabbit, I like. He was phenomenal in that movie. The movie was awful. I know I'm in the minority who absolutely despised Jojo Rabbit, but he was fantastic in it. Like he sh- he should have won an Oscar. I mean, that's how I, good he was in that movie. I like. I mean, this is this is a it's a campy movie, but I like the first Charlie's Angels because of Sam Rockwell. Man, and, he was spoiler, and spoiler for a movie that came out 23 years ago, <laughs> like when it's revealed that he's the that he's the guy, and he just starts like dancing and singing to Marvin Gaye. It's like that is, it, it's great. Plus, yeah. who didn't love him in in, uh, in Galaxy Quest? True, true, great movie, great movie. But uh, as I was saying, like Justin Hammer, the character has grown on me over these last mm-hmm. you know cl- close to 13 years. I we, I watched it the other day. Um, and I was just like, yeah, this was a good casting. This was this was a good character. Um, the the next one, Mickey Rourke. We'll get Ooh. to that. <laughs> um, we'll get to that. Again, Mickey Rourke is a great actor, but he was literally just Mickey Rourke in this movie with a Russian accent. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Sam Jackson. Uh, he also, uh, I'm sorry, Sam Jackson and John Favreau reprising a, a cameo as Happy Hogan, Clark Gregg. Um, of course, as um, Phil Coulson, uh, John Slattery. Uh, his first name is Agent. <laughs> uh, John Slattery, Gary Shandling. Gary Shandling alive? No, he is not. No, he did, he did die. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. that's a shame. I love him. Yeah. He was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a big fan of the Larry Sanders show. Fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that's 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 it's pretty much it's pretty much yeah. it. Uh, so. Yeah, so so like we kind of touched on the whole the whole plot of the movie, uh, the the main idea behind like this plot is it first off, this movie picks up literally right at the end of Iron Man One. Mm-hmm. It just it's from a different perspective. It's now Anton Vanko is watching it on TV, who is the guy who worked with uh, Howard Stark in developing the arc reactor. Mm-hmm. So as 
all Russian, as all Russians do, his mm-hmm. son takes over drinking vodka and he makes a mini arc reactor in an apartment made it uh, out of scraps. Poor Obadiah yeah. Stane yeah. never gets a break. <laughs> but the, Tony the, the, Stark built this in a cave out of scraps. <laughs> Ivan Vanko built this in a shitty apartment with scraps <laughs> and a bird. <laughs> At Burp, I did most of the work. Probably. I mean, we know it wasn't Mickey work. No, no, it was not. But the, the whole idea is, or the, the main plot of the movie is Tony kind of like facing the fact that he may die any second because mm-hmm. of the palladium uh, poisoning in his body. So he's got to drink like that, that black sludge. He tells Pepper mm-hmm. it's chlorophyll. It's, it's not. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, he's drinking a MacGuffin shake. Pretty much. Yeah, we, we don't need to know. We. Yeah. That's the thing. We don't need to know what was in it. All we know is he needs to drink it to survive. So, Tony, obviously being Tony, he's you know he's he's tried every element. He's tried every combination of elements. He just can't figure it out. So he knows he's going to die at any time. So he does what all eccentric bosses do. He makes his capable assistant the new CEO of his business. That way the business doesn't fail in case he does die. And Pepper obviously being the best person put in charge of it. Because let's be honest, she's basically running the company anyway. Because it's Pepper Potts. Um, And he competes in the Monaco Grand Prix. Mm -hmm. Little cameo by Elon Musk there. That was back when people liked him. Yeah. That's back yeah. when that's back when everybody when he was adored by everybody. Now he's a clown. Tesla is on the is on the decline and Twitter is the biggest shit show it's ever been. Yeah, which is saying something because uh-huh. it's never not been a shit show. Yeah, seriously. But but it, it, it's Tony dealing with that and just kind of facing like his own more time. And we get that later in the movie when he's drunk at his own party wearing the Iron Man. So he's like, I peed in the suit. <laughs> so that's it's, it's atrocious if you could drink this water now mm-hmm. i mean he has he has the he has the fight with with roadie who puts on the armor for the first time so you know we got you know we, so we got that favor literally gave us shit we wanted that we didn't know we wanted pretty much you know, we didn't know we wanted a fight between war machine and iron man we got, got, it. It. Mm-hmm. got it and it was fucking good for what it was yeah um i'm gonna I'm going to jump real quick. I'm going to kind of jump. I'm going to kind of jump a little bit all over because there's certain, there's certain scenes I want to bring because the plot isn't as straightforward as some of the other movies that we do are. Cause it is a Marvel okay. movie. It is yeah. a comic book movie. There's layers on layers on layers on top of the sandwich. So it's a oh, matter uh, of just, what do you got? I did want to say something uh, before we started. Uh, this is, this is the first MCU movie we've done since Thor Love and Thunder. Um, and we have a two and a half year gap between Iron Man and Iron Man 2, which is funny because there was a, there was, a, there was about a two year gap between between movies coming out. So, yeah. I mean, there was a, I mean, to, to be fair, after Thor: Love and Thunder, I need to get the taste of that shit out of my mouth. So, yeah, it, and that's my it, opinion. It, 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 it had to, it had to take a while. Yeah, and my I'm glad, you, I'm glad you guys have come to my side of the table on the. Well, show. I don't, I don't hate it, but I definitely like the sheen. Definitely wore off. Like, like. Honestly, most of the comic book movies have come out in the last like two years. Most of them have. I thought they were kind of great when I first saw them, and then I I watch them at home and go, "This is just okay." You know what I mean? Like, it so, happens. I mean, it's, you're, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So I want to kind of jump back to the beginning because you have okay. Tony has to go to that hearing mm-hmm. uh, because obviously he has a weapon, and the United States is like, "Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah." Uh. 
You can say the magic word. Let me get my hands on that. <laughs> you know, they try to convince Tony. You know, it's like, it's like, oh, well, other countries have all this. And Tony hacks the fucking system. He's like, oh, let me show you this. It's North Korea's attempts. It's Iran's attempts. Hey, here's Justin Hammer's failed attempt. Mm-hmm. You know, basically losing him the government contract, oh, which is kind of what, which is kind of what starts Hammer. On, I mean, him and Stark have always been, have always been uh, uh, rivals. Mm-hmm. But it's jump started because Tony made him look like a fool in front of you know the world. So, so that's where at the Grand Prix Monaco, when at the at the Monaco Grand Prix, excuse me, when whiplash shows up and i use that term loosely mm-hmm. it's mickey work yeah. with whips and then like justin hammer's look at him he's like aha so you know he uses you know because he can't get the technology that he wants so he basically buys ivan vanko's freedom to have him construct you know he wants to he wants to upstage stark and mm-hmm. whiplash of course has other ideas because he wants to you know basically just kill Tony, <clears throat> the whole thing, and we also get a little bit more about. We also get more of this. Um, Tony dealing with you know, like his I don't want to say his daddy issues, but he's got daddy issues. Mm-hmm. You know, he always you know he always thought his father was you know didn't love him. You know, he was just you know always thought daddy didn't love me. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <When>? <laughs> daddy wasn't there. <laughs> it it's basically awesome powers of gold member. Pretty much. That's the entire movie. If you've seen yeah. that, you've seen that. Pretty much. Um but then you know, we get where he's watching the the video, you know, because mm-hmm. he gets all the shit that was after Nick Fury reveals that Howard Stark was a founding shield agent or a founding member of SHIELD. You know, he gets that box full of stuff and watches tape, and then you know, at the end of that video that he's seen a thousand times with mm-hmm. Howard. It's how we're talking to Tony. It's like, you know, you're going to create this. I'm limited by my technology, but you won't be. Yeah. So it shows that Howard always knew that Tony was smarter or was just as smart as him and was going to continue on with the work. And it kind of gave him the push that he needed because that's when he saw the element basically in the Stark Expo. You know, it was basically hidden right there in front of him. And he just synthesized it and obviously Mm -hmm. cured the palladium. That's one of my favorite uh, scenes in the movie when he does that because I, I, much like um, it, it shows the genius. Yeah, much Stark. much like one of my favorite scenes in Batman vs Superman is Bruce creating the Kryptonite spear because um, <laughs> it shows how much of a genius Bruce Wayne is to be able to you know to to make that. Um, I love how you know this shows. Uh, you know Tony's real. It's his real brilliance being able to create a new element. That was <clears throat> that's one of the things I really love about these early MCU movies is that you would get these moments, like you like you would get these comic book moments where you're like, oh yeah, Tony Stark is more than just the guy in the suit. He's yeah. a you know he's a genius as well. It's like yeah, he built the suit in a cave with scraps, but he's he was staring at the model for the Stark Expo and found an element hidden in her that his father created, but was, or that his father discovered, but was limited mm-hmm. by what he could do to find it. You know, you, you, I love seeing these moments in the early copy. Now it's, and I'm, I'm, 
I'm not taking shots one way. I'm not taking shots one way or the other, but everything is formulaic now. Yeah. It's got, it's gotten to, and I'm not trying to slight the bond movies, but the bond movies got pretty formulaic to, you know, for a point. It's like, all right, pre-tell sequence. It did. On doing a thing. Villain. Gadgets galore. Yeah. You know, you get your cue moment. I mean, we love them regardless. Same thing with the cop movies now. We still sure. love them, but you see the formula that's kind of brewing. And when you get somebody who isn't a comic book guy directing the movies, then it's even more like, all right, this is just, you, you're following a template. Yeah. You know, Favreau understood the character and he's like, all right, this is what we're going to do. And Justin Thoreau, who's more well-known for being an actor, did the screenplay. So, and I've, and I told you, I raved about the writing is so crisp and the deliver and, and the delivery between every, everybody mm-hmm. that it was it was perfect. It's like, this is how people talk, you know, like when, when Pepper and Tony are talking over each other or when happy and Tony are talking over each other, like that's how people talk. Like yeah. that's fresh. That's crisp. It's not like you're waiting for someone to say something and you finish up and then you say your thing. Like people talk over each other. We do it all the time. We do. Any listener who listens to us knows it for a fact. Oh yeah. It's, and it's even worse when you're in person with us. Right, mm-hmm. Chris? <laughs> he's not listening he turned he turned us off on the football stuff good he'll come back though he always comes back mm-hmm. yeah when he's lighting a cigar with a with cutting a cigar with i a am i i <laughs> want to throw my phone george, george it was a java mint though a ju- oh my god the disrespect of a java mint <clears throat> i told I, I told him he should have used like a cleaver and just like bam cut that tip off real fast you know what i mean <laughs> You know, should have just took a should just took a plastic fork, broke three prongs off, and took the other prong and just stuck it to the bottom of the cigar. I would. I would. You're, I mean, you're not supposed to like dig a hole in the tip of cigar. Even a even a punch cut is it only, pulls it out. It's yeah. only like slicing uh, uh, part of the cap off. That's really all it's doing. Um, but anyway, uh, but what a guy. What, what am I guy. supposed to do? You know what I mean? I wasn't. <laughs> in the mood. I wasn't in the mood to have a cigar last night. So. No. Especially not when it's being a mistake, my yeah, not, not, not when we're using cutlery for uh, fucking <laughs> <laughs> <certain> reasons. <laughs> so if you go over there for Royal Rumble, make sure you uh, you guys have cigars. Make sure you take one of your like, copious amounts of cutters with you. I have a V cut, I have a straight cut, and I have a punch cut. Mm-hmm. Um, I should probably have a couple of straight cuts because I know I gave you one, and then yeah, but I can't find the one you gave me, so like, oh, I have another one. Good. And I think I think it fell out of my pocket when I was getting into the car one day, so it's either mm-hmm. under the seat in my car or it fell on the ground, and some like meth addict picked it up and now like cuts the rock with it. Well, he's he's got a nice uh, heavy metal uh, straight cut. Yeah, that I probably yeah that I probably so no, I still have the straight cut. That's, that's all, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, the straight cut, the, the V cut, like that you gave me before. Oh, like that's I was, I was, that's what I was talking about. That that like brushed chrome straight cutter I gave you. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, this movie does kind of fall into the fact that Whiplash is extremely forgettable as a villain. Yes, I think he's the weakest phase one villain. <clears throat> yeah, because um, he's just he's just kind of there, and yeah. Mickey Rourke didn't bring anything to the character to make it stand out. I don't think he was bad in the role. Like, I mean, if you're looking at at it from, was did Mickey Rourke do a good job acting? Yes, because T- Mickey Rourke is a pretty good actor. 
was he right for this role? Fuck no, he wasn't. He yeah. got this role because on the back, he was, it was on the back of the fucking wrestler movie. Yeah, that's was, why yeah. he got this. Yeah, role the wrestler came this, out what 2008? I think it was, yeah, I, it, it was, was 2008. I think it was, so, I think it was right around the time yeah. the first Iron Man came out. Yeah, so he started getting all these roles, and you know, he got the role in the Expendables, which he yeah. never reprised the role for, and he didn't die. They were just like, uh, nope. yeah, this is enough. <laughs> but there was no change from his character in the Expendables to Whiplash. Yeah. Only difference is they just gave him the Russian accent. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's not Mickey Rourke's fault. They just, they rode the wave of, of, of popularity and thought, and thought they were going to get somebody who was going to bring something special to the role. Unfortunately, it didn't really quite plan out because Justin Hammer overshadowed the fuck out of him. I agree. Because so, Sam Rock, because Sam so Rock George, got massive amounts of charisma. The wrestler came out in December of 2008. So, okay. Yeah, the, I mean, that was probably right around the time they started pre-production for this movie. So that's probably why they were like, "Oh, let's give Mickey roll, Mickey work the role." Or it was after the fact that, yeah, like because that movie came out and he was getting all sorts of accolades and mm-hmm. nominated for awards and all that. So they're like, "Hey, let's fucking get this guy." Mm-hmm. So, but it's unfortunately he he is a weak part of the movie. Even like. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he had like like when he showed up at the Grand Prix, you know, and the fucking the the arc reactor just kind of burns through the jumpsuit he's wearing because Mickey Rourke's in the movie. He has to have a shirt off for one reason or another. Yeah, and also later in the movie they take his shoes. I'm like, dude, he, he's barefoot again. <laughs> like, he probably wears flip flops the way that you do, where you have all your to- all your toes through. Uh, one side, one side. <laughs> disgust me. Really disgust. Yeah. But it's just the fact that Justin Hammer overshadowed him, and and I, and he also dies in this, so there's really no chance of him coming back. Just like mm. Obadiah Stane, you know, he died, but yeah. Obadiah Stane is a much larger personality of a villain. Yeah, Whiplash was just kind of there, but you forgot the fact that he was even. They, like you almost forgot that he had a vendetta. Like, oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. He had a thing. But, but at least he had a vendetta against Tony, unlike mm-hmm. some other characters in the MCU who don't have vendettas with their actual uh counterparts. Like well, there are some all, people that like, have vendettas like, with Tony. There are some people that have vendettas with Tony, they just take it out on other on uh right. other superheroes. <laughs> that's what I was talking about. I was talking about the <laughs> Spider-Man movies. <laughs> also, uh thin John Favreau. <laughs> Yes, uh, that, that definitely dawned on me today that John Favreau has is not aging well. No, uh, he looks like he ate young John Favreau. He's like, yeah. you no. Know, granted, I mean, this was thirteen years ago when this movie came out, yeah. almost thirteen, but it does look like John Favreau ate young John Favreau. Yeah. I mean, what I mean, it he literally doesn't care. He's busy t- turning into George Lucas right in front of our very eyes. Sooner or later, John Favreau's gonna have an interview. So, but yeah, Jar is the key to everything. We're like, yeah. oh my god, the, the circle's now complete. Yeah, someone's or, or he's gonna be doing an interview, and someone's like, "So you created Mara Jade?" He's like, "Hey, I did not create Mara Jade. You get out of here." To <laughs> <laughs> so God, I'm, I'm sorry about this. I didn't know he was gonna do this. <laughs> so, um, hey, let's take a quick but, break, and we'll yep. finish up on the other side. Hey everybody, we're back. 
uh, here on the other side of uh, the Iron Man 2 discussion. And uh, where do we leave off, George? Something about you having taken a shit in six hours? Something along those lines. <laughs> you, know, you get into a groove, oh, that was you, the conversation you forget all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quadrophenia. We're talking about quadrophenia. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what, when are you not talking about quadrophenia? Let's, let's fucking be honest. And I'm, talking, right. and I, and I'm referring to the movie starring Sting. Oh, yeah, I, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> These people know. Mm-hmm. All six of them. Yep. I don't know. How many people are still listening to us? Five, six? Is it Chris on three different uh, platforms? Po- yeah. um, podcast platforms? <laughs> I think so. He's giving us ones all around the board. We're never going to get any exposure. That's fine. All right. So, real quick, I just want to jump into the cast mm-hmm. and then we'll jump into like sure. favorite scenes, this, that, and the other. Um, I thought, I mean, I Mickey Rourke aside, this is a dynamite cast. Also, the debut of Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow mm-hmm. um, in 2010, it had me think in some ways. Mm-hmm. 2023, nothing has changed. I agree. I think, um, uh, I, I mean, I think she was perfect for the role. Uh, much like, you know, I mean, let's, let's be honest. I mean, Marvel doesn't really have a lot of miscues in terms of casting um but the casting i want to ask you about is don Cheadle. at the time not obviously you know now you know 13 years later and he's been in what five movies overall uh, six movies overall as uh, but at the time you finished watching this movie who did you prefer as roadie terrence howard or don Cheadle? um because i like don Cheadle as an actor i do too um because by this time, I had already seen Don Cheadle in, uh, in Boogie Nights. In the Golden Palace. Yeah, Golden Palace. <laughs> um, he had a, a part in Meteor Man, which is a movie oh, yeah. I like. Yeah, I, I, I like that movie. I don't, I, don't, I don't care. And I think also by this point, we had an Oceans movie, too. Uh, I, believe, I believe we had Oceans 11 by this point. Let me pull it up. So, I mean, I'm... I like Don Cheadle. Um, he had, yeah. Oh wow, that was two thousand one. We had two Ocean's movies by then. Oh really? shit, we had all three by the time this movie came out. All we right. Did? Yeah. Wow. Ocean's thirteen was two thousand seven. Wow. All three Ocean's movies were out by now. That's crazy. Yeah, that's wow. That's why oh, he, he was in After the Sunset too. You're just talking about. Oh movie, yeah, yeah, he was in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pierce Brosnan, right? Um, uh, I was Salma Hayek was in that too, right? Mm-hmm. So, from a nostalgia standpoint, I I like Terrence Howard because I love the first Iron Man movie. It is it's we talk about it all the time. It, it's a, it's perfect. But as I think, as a per- performance, I, I do think Don Cheadle was a was it was the right recast. Even though they didn't, it wasn't like they didn't recast because of performance. They recast because Terrence Howard wanted more money, and they were like, "Who are you?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you, you know what <laughs> I mean. Like, <laughs> who are you? So, um, is there actually the guy from Hustle and Flow? Like, who not cares? saying that Terrence Howard wasn't an established actor, but it's just like you're not the main character. He wanted like Robert Downey Jr. money. They were like, "You're not the lead actor of this movie." Yeah. So, um, Don Cheadle had better chemistry with Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Like they played off each other perfectly. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't really, um, granted, I have not seen too much that Terrence Howard has been in aside from Iron Man 1 mm-hmm. and maybe a couple other things he's kind of popped up in. But the scene where Justin Hammer shows up 
and and they're gonna and they're gonna arm the uh the war machine armor i can't picture terrence howard sitting there as stone face as don Cheadle was mm. when uh when just hammer is going over everything that he's gonna put in you know that he's gonna put in a war machine which yeah. also it's not my favorite scene but goddamn I, I do love that scene because it's because it's all it's all um sam rockwell mm-hmm. He's got the fucking lollipop out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nah. Yeah, Sam, Sam Rockwell is he is great in this movie. And um I hope he shows up in Armor Wars. I think I think we're gonna see him resurface soon. I mean, they're starting to bring, you know, people. I mean, there's rumors that Liv Tyler is gonna come back. You know, they brought back William Hurt, you know. Uh, I mean, they brought back Blomsky, uh, Tim Roth. There's talks that they're gonna bring back the leader. Um so I, I know that was that's incredible hope, but my, what I'm trying to say is they are reaching back to phase one for some of this stuff. And I think we're going to see Sam Rockwell again because they're, they're going back all the way to phase one. They're bringing some of these characters back. So, But to go back to Terrence Howard and Don Cheeto real fast, I think Terrence Howard was the right roadie for Iron Man 1. And I think Don Cheeto was the right roadie for Iron Man 2 and going forward. Because I do watch when I do watch Iron Man one, I go, yeah, I can't see Don Cheadle in this movie, but I can't see Terrence Howard in Iron Man two, like you just said either. You know what I mean? So it was it was like they were like the right roadies for each movie, and then of course the rest is history. You know what I mean? But, uh, funny enough, apparently Terrence Howard has retired from acting. Oh, uh, as of last year. Uh, no, I'm still here. I, no, no, I said I said as of last year, apparently he has retired from acting. Oh, okay then. News, okay. news to me. Yeah, well, there everybody is breaking news. Everybody. Oh, break, breaking news, folks! An actor who you don't see much is retired. <laughs> Sorry, but, uh, what do, what I, do, I, do, I don't mean to be disrespectful to Terrence Howard. I'm just. Gonna... But what do you got as your favorite movie? I'm sorry, your favorite scene. I'm sorry. Oh, my favorite scene. <laughs> um, I know it's your favorite movie. <laughs> if, uh, Back to the Future, Dennis. <laughs> Dead presidents. <laughs> what? Speaking of Terrence Howard. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, my favorite scene of the movie is. Uh, damn the, the this movie has a lot of really good ones, so it's hard to pin down. If I'm, it, it's probably when, I, you know what. I, I like when Whiplash shows up on the track, and and Tony gets the suit that's in the briefcase, mm-hmm. and like it's like it, it it's just a really good like visual scene. Like yeah, didn't really get a whole lot out of it, but it's just, it's just a really good scene like build up. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, I was thinking that might be my favorite scene too. It's either that or when he discovers, you know, the new element. Yeah. But I really do like this scene. Just the whole kind of build, even the build up to it when he just like disappears and all of a sudden he's on the racetrack and because it's it's very Tony Stark, um, yeah. you know. Excuse me, and then um, you know Whiplash shows up in the fight. I I think I'm with you. I think that's my favorite scene in the movie too. Uh, my favorite quote 
of the movie, if I'm if I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, because it's a great line, is when um, the woman who's interviewing uh, Justin Hammer mm-hmm. at 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 the at, at the Grand Prix also sees Tony Stark, and like they're sitting there, and, you know, and Justin Hammer's trying to like sidle up and get a uh, you know get and, and get a photo op, mm-hmm. and he's like, it's like oh, and. And then Pepper's like, yeah, she did a really good spread. She had a really good spread on Tony too. And Tony's like, yeah, and she wrote an article. Yeah, like it's it it's so crisp and it's you know, mm-hmm. you're not getting that line in the MCU now. No, no, no. You're not getting anything close to that line. No, you're not. No. Uh, do you have a do you, do you have a least favorite? Uh, it um, it definitely uh, involves. Banco, but I'm trying to think. Uh, I kind of don't Is it like when he's he, bitching about his bird. No, no, no. I kind of don't like when he shows up at the end in like the armor. And uh, excuse me, Dean had a cough. Yeah, I have a little, I have a, I have a little tick on the back of my throat. Um, I kind of, I, <laughs> I kind of don't like that because I, I feel like it's just like, okay, he's like another iron monger at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and like the CGI didn't look great on his head in the suit. So I would say, I mean, I like that whole battle, but like when he shows up, it's just like, oh yeah, he's in this movie. Like I kind of forgot for a second that he was still alive. So but then, but also, I mean, I'm 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 gonna go with that too, just because it it had the build up for a very anticlimactic fight because it, kind of. it 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 didn't last too long. It was more or less Tony and Rhodey. Well, well, if it wasn't Tony against Rhodey when he was uh, when his suit was ever written, mm. but it was more or less Tony and Rhodey against drones. Yeah. So, and then when he shows up, you know the. The, the, the fight does not last long and then it basically ends when Rhodey and uh, Tony kind of put their blast together and blast them apart and then it damages the suit and then Becco's like oh, thank you and then fucking activate, <laughs> activate like the self-destruct mechanism like all of a sudden he's the goddamn predator I was like, yeah. "Oh, so you got injured? <laughs> so you activated the self-destruct button?" Actually, I thought, been, I thought Shane Black was running the next movie, not this. Yeah, one. <laughs> what would have been funny is if uh, Tony went to go, "You're one ugly mother," and then he realized he had to go save Pepper. Yeah, like that would have been funny. That would have been funny. But um, and then yeah, Rody uh, looks and Rody be like, "I would have said it." And then he just <laughs> takes off. Uh, so, what do you give it out of ten? Uh you know this. When we were talking about doing this, and I hadn't seen Iron Man two in some time before I before I watched it recently. Mm-hmm. For this. I've been championing for it for a while that hey, we should do and, Iron Man two. Yeah, and like the fact that I hadn't seen it in a while initially had my rankings like down on it. I'm like, you know, it's mm-hmm. because it. I'm so used to sequels now. Yeah, but comic book movie sequels, notwithstanding Top Gun Maverick, Ghostbusters Afterlife, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they always seem to be just a little inferior to the movie that preceded it. Mm-hmm. But like, I went back and watched this and I'm like, like, like no way is this, you know, seven or eight. I'm, I'm going nine. Are you really? For, for, I'm, I'm going nine. I think whiplash 
is the weakest part of the movie, but it doesn't hinder the movie enough to where it's like, this is a shitty movie. Mm-hmm. Like it works. For, I mean, it, every movie essentially has a weak part, obviously with some exceptions. And if he's the weakest part of a movie, that's you know two hours and five minutes long that yeah. has a couple different layers mm-hmm. to the plot. And he's the only part that's weak. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you got a good movie. Yeah. You know, I, I'm going, I'm going an eight out of 10. Um, I would even, uh, yeah, I think eight out of 10 is, is a good, is a good score for, for, for this, for me. Um, again, it's, it's a film I've always liked. I just don't think it's as good as the first, like the first one is perfect. You know what I mean? I think if you change a couple things in this, maybe get a better version of Whiplash, maybe not a better version, but like, maybe like just a, I don't want to say better actor. Cause I don't want, I, I, I don't have a problem with Mickey Rourke. A, um, a different actor but maybe like a different performance you know what i mean maybe written the character a little differently I, I, this you know could have been would, almost up at number 10 you know who would have worked but he's not but he's not like a big enough name for that yeah. Dolph Lundgren would have worked for that yeah i mean it probably would have it, it probably would have drew uh drawn comparisons to drago yeah but with Lundgren it kind of works because he is he is a genius like he's yeah. a like he's a Fulbright scholar and he knows five fucking languages. Like the guy's he, he's a he's a legit genius. Um, and Lundgren does have range, so he could have mm-hmm. so he could have pulled off the movie. Should have should have had to be Arnold. Yeah, like here's my bird, but, my fucking bird, you fucker. But Dolph Lundgren's also like six four, so having him against like a five ten uh Robin Diet Jr. would have just looked bad <laughs> in comparison, but he would have looked menacing as a villain. Yeah. But that's just Yeah, well, they system. um what kind of what they did with and that I think that's a, another one of my issues with the whiplash character is he's he's a kind of um he's kind of a, a hybrid of uh, I, I, I had to look it up to, to double to, to kind of make sure I knew what I was talking about. He's a combination of Whiplash and the Crimson Dynamo. Hmm. Because Anton Vanko, I believe, was the original uh, or Ivan Vanko was the uh, original Crimson Dynamo. Um, and then Whiplash, had, there have been many people that have been Whiplash. Uh, but he, he's been Whiplash too. Um, in uh, let me see, well, in some of the comics, yeah. um, but yeah, well, you know how comic books are, there's it's a it's kind of a mess sometimes, too. But, um, I'm also, I'm, I'm, I'm also gonna do a um, an honorable mention for a favorite scene. Is for it when the... Justin Hammer's dancing on the stage? Oh, well, shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because you gotta get Sam Rockwell dancing, he's, he's like Travolta, you gotta get him dancing yeah. every movie at some point, yeah. Yeah, when it works, it works. Um, the hallway I like, fight. I like, where, I like in that scene where, like, and then Peppers was like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Charisma, Gwyneth. And, <laughs> yeah, get it. You were saying uh, about the hallway scene. Uh, the hallway fight scene where we got to see what Black Widow could actually do. And it turns out it's a lot of fighting with her wrapping her legs around someone's head. Yeah. But, that shit was good. And Happy beating up one guy. Like, she took forever. He's like, hey, it's okay. I got him. 
<laughs> yeah. She took out the whole thing. And when she's um, changing in the back of the car and Happy veers off the road because he's looking at River Mirror, she's like, what are you looking at? No, no, she goes, the- uh, she, she goes, she goes, eyes on the road. Eyes on the road. He's like, he's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, got it. <laughs> but um, before we get out of here, uh, I'll, I'll give you guys, you know, it's been a while since I, I'm not going to give you my full rankings. I'm just going to tell you where this is in my rankings. I, I bumped it up a couple spots. It used to be around like 1920, maybe 21. But after watching it, I bumped up to 17. So it's like just about middle of the pack. Again, we're, we're 30 movies deep into the MCU. It's hard to rank some of these films now. Like I just saw Black Panther Wakanda forever and was just like, this was, I thought it was really good. And I was like, but where do I put it? Like there's just, we're 30 movies into the MCU. It's, it's hard to really kind of like, and like the first like six to seven movies on my list, like they just don't move. And like that bottom five to six, they don't move. So it's really just like that middle, like 12, like 18 that I'm like constantly kind of rearranging around. So, I mean, I think middle of the pack of a 30 movie franchise is, is pretty good. Um, and oh. you know, so we got Dean. Hmm. We completely forgot about the post credit scene. Yeah, we did. All right, needs to be set up. Okay. So Colson's looking after Tony because uh, obviously when he parties and gets drunk, he pisses in a suit and fights his best friend. So that's somebody you want to have under constant surveillance. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Colson has to leave because there's an issue in New Mexico. Now, I remember watching, I had no idea what was going to be in New Mexico. Yeah, I I was able to kind of put a couple things together. I'm like, well, at this point, we have already seen Hulk, so I knew it wasn't him, but it could have been him. But I wasn't, you know, it could have been anything, but I was not expecting it to be Molnir in the ground. And that was our first tease for Thor. It's, you know, when I saw that, because for when I was watching it the other day, I watched it um, over the course of Sunday, kind of like in between the football games. I was kind of like, I watched about the first hour and then I watched a little bit of one of the games. I can't remember which game it was. And I went back and finished it. Um, and I was like, I, I didn't want to Google it, but I was like, what was the post credit scene? I had completely forgotten that this was the post credit scene. Yeah, thank God and, Disney has a <clears throat> skip credits feature, so I wouldn't have to sit there at all. Yeah, I actually started to fast forward and I saw there was, there was the, the button came up and I was like, oh, perfect. And then I was like, I was like, oh my God. I remember when I was, how excited I was when you saw me on there for the first time in the, you know, in the, you know, obviously stuck in the ground. And you're just like, the, listen, I love the MCU. Um, and I, I get, I'm excited for every movie that we get, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. But it goes back to what I always say about phase one, man. There was just a magic and an excitement to phase one that I just don't think that's ever going to be top. This was the third movie in phase one. So by this yes, point, we had so so by this point, all we had before it was the Hulk. And Iron Man. And Iron Man. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously it's Iron Man. Which too. which was which was the the first post-credit scene was Nick Fury showing up at the end of, to talk to Tony Stark. And then the second one was Tony Stark showing up to Ross to talk to, to him about the Avengers initiative, which kind of doesn't make sense because that was well, the whole movie is kind of. I remember Ross just kind of sitting there at the bar, like, yeah, he was like, drunk and he, and he kept saying "reload" every time. Yeah. He <laughs> so, but he, was, he, he was drunk, waiting for Kathleen Turner to show up. Body heat. <laughs> um, but this was, 
I remember being really excited for this. And of course, you know, we'll eventually get to the first Thor movie and the first Captain America movie. And I think phase one is probably going to be the only full phase we do in terms of the MCU. Um, just because, I mean, I still think it's, I mean, in terms of, I see phase one's always going to be my favorite. It might not be the best. Phase three is pretty good. I mean, it's got two amazing Avengers films in it. So, um, I mean, but phase me, one, man, there's just, a, there's something special about it. Let me pick your brain real quick you before we, before we wrap this up and move on mm-hmm. to our final thoughts. Um, you have John. It, all right. So you're in charge of Marvel. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so you're Kevin Feige. All right. I will fucking wish. I've, don't you? At the very least, just give me a third of that fucking bank account. <laughs> I'd live comfortably forever. Send I, off. Dude, I can send Layla to a good college. I can send myself to a good college. Everyone's going to college. Dude, I would do it for free. Yeah. If I can run Marvel Studios, I would do it for free to have that job. Yeah. Um, so you got John Favreau, who has just directed two great Iron Man movies. Mm-hmm. Do you do you still go with Josh Sweden to direct the Avengers, or do you ask John Favreau to do it? I mean, uh, we have, I mean, we in 2023 do have the benefit of hindsight because we yeah. see that Whedon is a fucking hack. He had one good movie under his belt and it was the Avengers, but he was also under Kevin Feige. Yeah. So he had somebody with a watchful um, eye over him, not like that bullshit that we got in every other movie he did. Well, here's the thing. Favreau didn't. From what I remember, Favreau, the reason why Favreau didn't do Iron Man 3 was because he felt that there was too much, uh, not studio interference, but there was too much mandate from like corporate to, and he wanted a little bit more freedom, which is I, that, from what I understand, that's why he opted to not do Iron Man 3. So it depends on if there was the issues with Iron Man 2. Because uh, if you, if you, I remember correctly. I remember there were some interviews and they might even be up on YouTube that Fabra was not happy with how Iron Man 2 turned out, um, which is, I think, played into the fact that he has not the, really, outside of being Happy Hogan, he has not done anything in, with the MCU. Um, and of course, like I said earlier in the show, I mean, he's basically head, him and Dave Filoni are pretty much head creative at Star Wars now. So I don't think he's ever going to direct an MCU. No, movie he's, again. He, so, he's fine. Um, um like, but, I mean, yeah, I, that's a good question. Let's let's say like everything was going swimmingly behind the scenes, and I mean, he would do Iron Man three at least for me. You know, maybe maybe not the Avengers, but he would at least do Iron Man three. That's not a shot, Shane Black. I, Iron Man three has grown on me over the years. I've never hated the movie either, but uh, I, I I do like synergy synergy um, in in stuff. Like I, I like the fact that. You know, good, better, and different. What we think about James Gunn as a whole, and I'm, I'm not saying we, just people in general. He's got to tell his story with the Guardians. Peyton Reed is telling his story with the Ant Man trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you don't really you don't get that a lot. Um, I mean, how many directors have left after the first film in the MCU? I mean, Kath Branagh didn't do Thor two. You know, yeah. Joe Johnson didn't do, do Iron Man uh, too. I mean, you know, Captain America I mean, too. Yeah, which I mean, I mean it doesn't odd. matter because because Captain America too is it's fantastic. Is a it, is a top ten movie. Yeah, top but, 10 I mean, I guess in a perfect world, I he would do Avengers and then 
Um, Iron Man 3 for me. I always kind of, uh, I'm going to make a Bond reference. Uh, it's funny enough because we're trying to, we're going to probably be ramping Bond up again really soon. Um, and we've made two Bond references tonight. I feel like John Favreau is like the Terrence Young of the MCU. Like Terrence I'll Young, it. I'll buy it. Like they, Terrence Young made arguably the best movies of the franchise with Doctor No from Rush with Love and Thunderball, and John Favreau. You can make an argument that he has directed the two best. I mean, two of the best because I I wouldn't put Iron Man two up in that upper tier echelon, but it's a really good movie, um, and he's directed one of the greatest compliment movies ever in Iron Man one. So I, I feel he is like the, I mean, he's kind of the architect. I mean, I mean, Feige is the architect, but it was like, you know, he was like that Terrence Young that kind of brought the feeling and the, what the template of kind of the MCU would be pretty much going forward. It was kind of established with John Favreau's two movies. You know? I mean, I mean, I mean, this is something that you kind of see throughout, not just throughout the MCU, but you see it throughout comic movies in general. I mean, Tim Burton never got to do his third Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you don't like Batman Returns, and I'm not the biggest fan of it. So, it, so, I mean, so who? But, but who knows what his third movie could have been? It could have been a fucking triumph. We don't know. Yeah, sure. um, obviously, Richard Donner screwed out of Superman too, um, mm-hmm. like halfway through filming, and of yeah. course, and of course, the, everything, the original Zack Snyder. Yeah. Yeah, of course, everything with Zack Snyder. It's just, a, and I'm, this is the last thing I'm gonna say about Joss Whedon, and then we'll and then we'll get and we'll get and we'll get to the end. But mm. the man had nothing of note directing wise before the Avengers, just Serenity. Mm. All he had was a bunch of writing which, credits, so, which was which was not as good as yeah. part of the show. The movie, so, I don't think the movie was as good as the show so at all. I'm just confused how you how you give him a directing job when there's. Yeah when he did literally just writing beforehand and now everything that's coming out in later years about yeah. how he was just a fucking menace on set for Buffy and you know literally that entire cast is just like yeah he was a fucking menace yeah but so i mean that's where he has literally has not directed a movie since age of ultron and that was 8 years ago now uh 2015 going on eight years yeah unless you unless you want to consider the massive reshoot for justice league but shut up um, doesn't exist <laughs> but um anyway everybody uh thanks for listening a uh, little bit of an update uh we told you that we were gonna miss a week because i'll be in disney I'm, we're actually gonna take two weeks off uh, i'm probably probably not gonna have the time to record next week's episode so we're just gonna take a two-week break and then we'll come back um February 6th, th- that week, starting, you know, the week of February 6th, uh, we're going to, you know, start a little movies we love to hate section of the, of oh, there. And this um, is, and, 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 and folks, let me tell you, we pick these movies and I don't want to watch any of these. <laughs> two but, of these are your choices. And yeah. And two of them are my choices and I don't want to watch them. So but, just let you know, everybody, we're coming out hot with over the top. Jesus Christ. I can't believe that's what we're leading off with. That was the last movie that we added, and you yeah. put it in the leadoff position. Goddamn right I did. <laughs> you put it in the uh you put it in the Rollins spot. Yeah, you're goddamn right. Um, and then just a a heads up. Um in March, uh Chris will be joining us for my birthday show because uh we're doing the Force Awakens and yeah. I want to 
Well, I want him on because he has a different uh, mindset about the movie. A so, certain point of view. There you go. There you go. Like I, I think the three of us all have complete, not different things, but but just let you know, Chris will be on the show next month. Uh, well, I guess in a month and a half. So, um, but hey, everybody. Um, do you want to do your NFL picks real quick? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Who do we got? Who 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 we got? I'm pulling up. On the on the on the NFC side, we got uh, Eagles Giants Saturday night. I'm picking the Giants. I'm not. I'm never picking the Eagles. I you know I was talking about this last night with Chris. That was at his house watching the game, and and Jay uh, thought he uh, was done with football. Yeah, I did too. Um, and I was getting called a hater because I'm picking the Giants. And I was like, no, I just kind of feel like there's a massive upset coming in this playoffs. Like a massive upset. Like the Giants beating the Vikings isn't a massive upset. Like you might have thought the Vikings were going to win, but like a massive upset would be the Giants, who talent-wise is nowhere near as good as the Eagles. I just got a feeling it's going to happen. I could be wrong, and the Eagles could steamroll the Giants. And okay, I was wrong, but I just got a feeling it's going to happen. I mean, I'm I'm going Giants, and it's not because I hate the Eagles, because I hate both teams. I think both teams should. I I, I think the game should end zero zero, and the earth should open up and swallow all teams. Would be amazing. I mean, it it'd be nice. It's not going to happen. It'd be nice. Yeah. But this is also an Eagles team, week seventeen, that struggled to beat the second string Giants team. Yeah. Like Daniel Jones. And Saquon did not play because they didn't yeah. have to. They were secure to playoffs. A lot of people, a lot of people didn't play. So, so. it's going to be it's <laughs> going to be interesting mm-hmm. to say to 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 say the least because the Giants are hot. You don't just go into. I mean, it's the Vikings. You kind of do go into their home turf and beat the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. But people were picking the Vikings to win that game. It was an upset. Yeah. Uh, also Saturday night, this is actually the early game. Jaguars Chiefs. 4.30 on Saturday. You want to say Jaguars so fucking bad. <laughs> well, I don't think the Chiefs defense is that good. Um, it's hard to pick against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. It's really hard to pick against them. I'm going Chiefs just because it, it, it is I, – I, I can't go against them. They're, like, they're proven winners. I'm gonna go again. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I I would not be surprised if Jaguars won the game. Yeah. But I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh. All right. So Sunday, three o'clock game, Bengals at Bills. This is a game that we should have got, fucking two weeks ago. I'm going Bengals. And not really Bengals at Bills. Is, is this a neutral spot or is that the AFC Championship? Game? That would be the champ. That would be the Championship game if it's the Bills and the Chiefs. Okay. All right. So who who are you going with? You going with Society? You going with Buffalo? I'm going with Cincinnati. Is it because you hate Josh Allen because he screwed you in fantasy? No, I just don't think the Bills have looked that good. All right. Uh, I, I really want to go Bengals, too. I think I think Joe Cool's got it. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think Josh Allen is an incredible quarterback. Um, and I have a soft spot for the Bills, but I just got this feel. I think they're just going to fall flat again. They did not look good against the Dolphins. How great would it be to see the Bills and the Cowboys in the Super Bowl? <laughs> be a, 30 the years later. Face, third time they face each other in the Super Bowl. Um, but, right. yeah, and then it's Cow- well, Cowboys and Niners, right? Cowboys Niners, Sunday at 6 
8.30 p.m., which means I'll be able to work a full day at work and still come and be able to catch this game. I want the Cowboys to win, but I think the Niners are going to win. I think it's going to be close. I think this is going to be like a 27-24 type of game that's going to be decided on a field goal. And concerning and concern <laughs> the way the kicking was done last night. <laughs> I think if Listen, if the Cowboys play as good as they did last night against the Bucs, I think they can win the game. If they, come out, to prove. if they come out like they did against the Commanders, it's going to be over in halftime. Um, I just – I don't know. The, the, the Niners have an incredible defense. They have incredible offensive weapons. They're, they have a, one of the best coaches in the league. Not that Mike McCarthy is a slouch, but I'm just saying, like, I just think the Niners are going to win. But I, I want the Cowboys to win the game. I would not be surprised if they won the game, but I think I'm going to go with Niners this week. Yeah. I'm going yeah. Cowboys. It's, it's, it's my team. I'm going to yeah. go. I'm, I'm going to go. I think, I, I think Prescott really stepped up and he showed, you know, that he can win when he, when hey, I, I, I'm a big Dak guy. I like that. Listen, real quick before we before we jump off, Tom Brady does not have the best luck in the world against NFC East teams. I'm just gonna say that <laughs> when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah. Giants twice. No, he would yeah, Eagles. He was on the Patriots when the Eagles won. And then yeah, the Cowboys. But he, he's, he's played the Eagles three times in the playoffs and he's beaten them twice. Yeah, true. So but well, we'll see. I, I mean yeah. I you know, and then we'll uh Whatever. We'll see you guys in two weeks, all right? I'm going to have fun in Disney World. I'm going to have fun in Jersey. And by have fun, I mean <laughs> not. So, all right, everybody. Is much more rumble. <laughs> all right, everybody. I'm, uh, I'm Dean Holtzapple. I'm still George Rogers. We'll see you in the multiverse. In two weeks. In two weeks. Two and two. Two. Give me two slices. Give me two slices and a Coke. <laughs>